The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We just want to take a few moments here as we are on the cusp of uh, what just happened last night in the NFL. For those of you who may not have been watching the game last night, uh, obviously uh, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills collapsing on the field and the subsequent medical attention and, uh, and now him recovering in the hospital right now as we speak. We understand and we grasp the gravity of the situation. And obviously our hearts, our, our prayers, whatever it is, whatever energy we can muster is all aimed toward the recovery of this young man who is fighting for his life right now. And we, we understand as sports broadcasters, as sports fans, uh, just the amount of intensity that's uh, around this situation. And the fact of the the communities at large and, and the sports communities, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, hockey, whatever it is, wrapping their arms around not only Hamlin himself, but the family, the fans of Buffalo, the fans of football, the fans of sports altogether. We understand that. And it's a very difficult situation for those of us in the podcasting community and the content creation community. We've seen wrestling with it all day on Twitter how to, to best approach this. And what I will say is that as humans, life is fragile. We all never know who's next, when it's us, when it's somebody we love, when it's somebody we know, when it's somebody we don't know. So to honor the memory of those or to honor the spirit of what those people embody and what the the... the passion that they have for the game, the passion that they have for life and their family, you keep moving. You keep moving forward. You keep living your life because you never know when that's you. And we honor people with our thoughts. We honor those with our our actions, but we also honor them in continuing to do what we love. Because that were me, and I obviously cannot speak for Hamlin, and I can't speak for Cody, I can't speak for uh, our guest who's on Derek here in a second, but I know that if that were me, I would want each and every one of you to hug your loved ones, to laugh with them, to love them. Spare thoughts for me, that's fine, but don't let it consume your day to the point where you can't enjoy what I can't right now. And like I said, I know that that's probably, I, I can't speak fully for, for Hamlin, but I can say that as for what we're doing here, we are talking NASCAR. We are having a good time, as I'm sure uh, many of you would want, if that were you uh, fighting for it. You know, like I said, spare thoughts. Um, give to the charity of Hamlin's choice for sure. Uh, do those things and, and do them plentifully. But also don't forget that why we're here is to be uh, just stewards for life and, and living is what we do. Living is why we're here. So we're going to continue to have, have fun, uh, obviously with the spirit of uh, those who are, are surrounding Hamlin right now. 
uh, are. And again, we've seen this in NASCAR as well with Dale Earnhardt, obviously. Uh, fans of NASCAR know this very well. Nobody knew how to proceed after Dale Earnhardt uh, passed on the track. You know, And this was even a, a situation much like Hamlin's where the world stopped and where everybody stopped and nobody knew what to do. Um, but obviously NASCAR knew that, uh, and, and, and drivers knew that the best way to, to honor Dale was to keep driving, was to keep moving, to keep going forward, to keep the sport pushing forward into what we know and what we love today. So with that in mind, we will continue to talk NASCAR uh, and we will have some, a good time doing it. Um, but just know that through this all, we recognize uh, that, that Mr. Hamlin is, is fighting for his life right now and we wish him, his family, and everybody involved in this the very, very best. Uh, and until we hear news otherwise, we will continue to think the best for Mr. Hamlin. So, Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it any better myself, Rod. You, you covered it great. Just make sure you hug your, your loved ones extra tight. Give, give your kids that extra big hug and all your loved ones. And you know that we enjoy these sports. We enjoy these games, and they're a lot of fun. And we get a bet on them. We get to watch them, and we get wrapped up in them. And then something like this just reminds you that these guys are just human beings like we are. They're not indestructible. Yes, they're accepting risk when they go out there. Yes, they're getting paid a lot of money to do it, but they're still human beings. He's still somebody's son. He's still somebody's brother. Uh, he's somebody's teammate and friend and all of that. So hug, hug everybody tight and, you know, make sure you say your, I love yous and, and yeah, we, we got to push forward of course, but, uh, Definitely our thoughts are going out to him and uh, hopefully he, he can make a miraculous recovery to, to throw it to a NASCAR reference as well. Ryan Newman a couple years ago in the Daytona 500, right? We all saw that. Uh, we had similar thoughts to what we saw last night and, you know, Newman walked out of the hospital the next day. I don't think that's going to be the case here for Hamlin. Hopefully he can recover enough to be able to walk out of there, get out of the hospital someday and be able to spend time with his, his family and loved ones. So, Definitely all of our thoughts are, are with him and the entire Hamlin family. All right. I will take the moment now, and uh, we'll, we'll get a couple of his thoughts, but I, <laughs> Cody Zeeb, obviously, on the microphone, uh, and, of course, Rod Gomez with you. But today, we're bringing in a very special guest because talking NASCAR is more fun with a gigantic group. Not that I don't love Cody or anything, but, you, look, you know, sometimes you just got to bring in that third voice to make things all the more legitimate. And Derek Yoder is that voice in the racing community and the betting community, host of the Twitter Spaces, uh, gambling, uh, just all-around guy. Now he's the host of the All Things Go podcast, which uh, I'm super excited for. Uh, but it's Derek Yoder, ladies and gentlemen. Derek, welcome to the show, man. Long time coming again. Yeah, Rod, Cody, thanks for having me. And uh, I think what you guys said about Hamlin and the situation yesterday, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Buffalo and that family. And uh, I think, you know, nothing more to add on my end because you guys nailed it. But uh, happy to be on the show. I really appreciate you guys having me. Looking forward now that the calendar has changed to 2023. We can talk a little NASCAR. It feels real now. You know, I listen to you guys in the off season, December, still here in uh, you guys talk about the betting landscape and different things. It doesn't feel real yet. Now, January feels real. Uh, so I'm very excited. I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, looking forward to diving in some good conversations tonight. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, by the way, everybody. <laughs> I forgot to yeah. kind of way to yeah. bury the lead, right? <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. And yeah, I mean, like Derek just said, it's January now. That means we have racing next month, right? I mean, that makes it feel real close when you can say next month is the clash next month is the daytona 500 uh yeah that's uh that, that that makes it real and it's it's almost here okay next month but how many days cody how many days away are we yes of course the the countdown that we continue to do uh 33 days from the clash the coliseum so two days will only be one month away exactly 47 days out from the daytona 500 um so i was looking course at the number 47 car and the stats in nascar we've had some numbers lately that didn't have a lot of work and all that once you start getting sub 500 is where numbers start to check in with uh with a lot of use over the years and 47 is definitely one of those numbers um 1263 starts in the nascar cup series in this number it's won 25 times uh 696 top 20 finishes 
The car numbers sat on the pole 32 times. Um, and so Jack Smith actually has been the most proficient driver in this car. Uh, 194 races, 18 wins, 79 top fives. Uh, he raced in the NASCAR Grand National Series from 1949 and its inception to 1964, uh, including the 1962 race season where he participated in 51 races and won five times. Um, that was a very busy season for him, the, the Kyle Larson of the 60s, I guess. Um, but some more recent names that we'll recognize a lot more, A.J. Allmendinger. He's going to be returning full-time to the Cup Series this year. It's not his first time up there. He's been there before. He raced that number 47 car, 189 starts. Um, he was able to capture a win in there. Ron Bouchard is another name. He's got 138 starts. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the current driver of the number 47 car, he's got 108 starts. Hasn't won in that number yet, although I think that that could change here in the future. Um, he's got five top fives. Bobby Labonte, Hall of Fame uh, NASCAR champion, has 99 starts. Uh in this car, Harry Gant, 54 starts in this number. Fonty Flock, you kind of go through the name. AJ Foyt started five races in this car number. Um, Jeff Bodine, so a lot. This, this is a very, there's a lot of guys who started one race. There's about 20 different drivers who started one race in this number, but the number 47 has been one that's been around. And I mean, in NASCAR with the JTG team here, we've seen this number in the series now for, for quite a few years consecutively. So uh, definitely one that's, that's had had its number of laps uh, around the NASCAR series. They, I was watching and I don't remember if I put it on or if it was on already, but the 2000 and one of the 2007 races, damned if I can't remember what it is now, but um, that was the first year of the car of tomorrow. Remember that one? Uh, and then, so I was watching that one go around and uh, AJ Allmendinger was a rookie in that one driving the 47 car. So uh, that was pretty awesome. Derek, I, so as an outside person listening to this show, as far as, you know, obviously not being in the day-to-day -day of this, are you enjoying the history lessons? Is this something that we should have done all along or now live feedback from Derek Yoder? Yeah, no, I think it is uh, definitely something that you should uh, always implement, definitely in the offseason. I enjoy it. I mean, I don't know who Jack Smith is. I can also tell you I've won $0. I've also lost $0 on anybody that's driven the number 47 car. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the some of those statistics, now, when we start getting into the 30s, 20s, teens, uh, and then the single digits, now we're talking. Now we're talking about the guys that we, we all currently know, but it's really good. You know, we're going to NASCAR's 75th anniversary, and I think it's really good that you guys are pointing out some of the history aspects because there are drivers, uh, you know, that nobody really knows a whole lot about. But then when you rattle off some of the statistics, it's uh, it gives you a good uh, idea of what the sport was all about. So I love it. And anytime you could bring up flock in a conversation, uh, you know that you're doing good things. Um, all right. Well, listen, so full what, disclosure. What? What? One more thing I wanted to mention too before we get into it. Uh, Ken Block passed away this that's yesterday right. as well. Yes. I, that's kind of gotten caught up in the news with with uh, the Hamlin news. But Ken Block never associated with NASCAR necessarily, but a motorsports legend, uh, rally car driver, most notably uh, co-founder of DC Shoes, co-founder of Hoonigan. Um, he's entered in skateboarding events, snowboarding events, motocross events. Uh, snowmobile events. Um, he's a big monster sponsored guy. Did a lot of stuff with them. Uh, raced in the Baja 100 off-roading trucks uh, in 2001. Um, so just a all-around motorsports guy. Uh, very unfortunate. He lost his life just very young, only 55 um, yesterday as well. So so that was sad to see. And uh, I just wanted to go ahead and give him a mention as well. With he's he's had a big influence in motorsports in general that's right good call good call um all right so for mine full disclosure my nascar history book my nascar chronicle book that i i've been uh reading to you out of like the tomb of uh of some religion um only goes up to the 2002 season because i got this book in 2003 so uh unfortunately there was no 2003 so i had to do my own research Ugh. for the 2003 season uh i'm gonna i'm gonna let derek guess who the champion of 2003 was cody you've already had all the chances uh now i'm gonna toss to derek derek who do you think the champion was 
of the 2003 Winston Cup Series Championship? I'm going to go with uh, Matt Kenseth. You are going to yes. be correct, my friend. Yes. Matt I don't. Kenseth. He won one race that year, I believe. Yeah, and it wasn't Did he win yeah. any. No, he, he did. I races? think he won the one. Yeah, he won the one yeah, race. Rockingham. One race. Yeah, yep. uh, at Rockingham. Exactly. And uh, and so yeah, he won that, but he still had so many points that he locked it up at Rockingham. Actually, uh, only to finish dead last in the next race. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, you talk about that dominating season for Matt Kenseth. I remember because that was 2003. Was my introduction into the NASCAR world. That was my first uh, ever NASCAR season as it were because i watched the the daytona 500 that year and watched as jimmy johnson uh that young kid finished second behind matt kenseth and you know i had already picked him after three races of watching nascar and he goes on to go into second so uh fantastic pick there not a bad choice look all i'm saying is that when you get your heels pressed against the fire sometimes good things happen so uh me me liking the 48 car i was like okay Let's do this, and and he goes on and wins me a bunch of championships. So, 2003 season was the last full season for Pontiac in the NASCAR series, uh, just so you know, and the last race for Winston as the uh, Cup mm-hmm. Series champion. Uh, I remember the big deal about Winston Cup leaving or Winston leaving, and that was all a blur. Yeah, yeah. Then then good old Nextel comes in. Boy, that's that's been a while. <laughs> Nextel. I, I remember Nextel coming in and I was like, what the hell? Although Derek walkie talkie phones. <laughs> how long were you? I know, right? The push to talk. How long were you a fan at that point, Derek? At 2000? Yeah. So I became a fan in uh, 98. Uh, it was the, uh, what was the Pepsi 400 at Daytona? It was October of 1998 was the first race I watched, uh, watched it at a buddy's house. His family was religious in uh, the NASCAR fandom. I knew nothing about it. I got hooked, and uh, so I I became a fan and watched pretty much every race from there on out for years and years. So uh, that's where you could find me almost every Saturday and Sunday. I was in front of a TV watching NASCAR. So yeah, so it go, it kind of goes back. But I love the history of of the sport, um, and I love some of like going back, like what you're doing now, and uh, it's a lot of fun to reminisce for sure. Well, and not just that, but I mean, if you look, even Cody and I have talked about this before too, no matter how many times the sport has changed over the last hell, I mean, you can even go back to that 2003, because I would say, I would venture to say um, that 2003 was probably one of the biggest departures of the old NASCAR uh, persona, as it were, because Winston was, Winston was it. Right, Winston was what your dad remembers. Winston is what my my well, kind of what my grandpa remembered. You know, it's it's, it's what they always associated with. And when Winston moved and moved over to Nextel, like that was that was one of the biggest departures because then it was like, well, this is not your grandfather's NASCAR anymore. You know, we're we're dealing with tech, we're dealing with push to talk phones, we're dealing with the the young guns, right? The Gillette young guns with Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth and. Uh, God, who else was in that? Uh, Casey Ryan Kane, Newman. Ryan Newman, Newman yeah. right? All those guys. And so here are the pretty faces instead of the grizzled uh, gin runners that were trying to escape the law. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the big departure, and I think that's why we're in the NASCAR era that we're in today, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I love. And, and I know that I still love even back when it was the grizzled old gin runners that were trying to run from the law. Uh, that was that was the last season too of the points series or the points being the way they were done that way and then correct. 2004 with Nextel that's when we got the chase for the championship where it was 10 drivers uh, over 10 races and then obviously it's morphed into what it is today it's, it's had many different variations since then but that was the departure of you know forever it had just been traditional points you'd have guys clinching the championship four races before the end of the season and stuff and then that was that was the end of that and into the new era of of points and, and decide how we decide our champion. Indeed. Uh, top 10 in that one. Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, your boy Bill Elliott, and Terry Labonte rounding out the top 10 of the 2003 Winston Cup Series Again, man, know your history. This is why this sport is so rich. There's so many drivers that have sat in those seats and and entertained us for decades that, uh, you know, 
uh, if you didn't know that that Chase Elliott was Bill Elliott's kid and you just kind of latched on to it the last couple of years, like, yeah, I like this Chase Elliott kid. Well, he had a dad, and his dad was a damn fine racer in his day, too. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, history lesson is over. Let's do this. Let's step away for a break. When we come back, we're going to talk gambling because that, my friends, is why we're really here is to talk NASCAR gambling. And we've got one of the best in the business with us to do it, so we can't waste any of his time. We're going to get to it. Let's talk about it after the break. But first, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. You get great promos, odds, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Always limited to state availability. So much to choose from and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. The Spirit Playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. And right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games for even or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also got tons of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at UnderdogFantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, Derek, Cody and I have talked a lot about the Daytona 500 odds, about the futures odds, and as somebody who obviously is just about as dialed in, actually more, let's be honest, uh, into the NASCAR betting world, I want to get some of your takeaways, and we'll start, I guess, with the Daytona 500, because obviously that's the race that's coming up, and those are the odds that are probably going to shift the most before we even get to the start of the season, so... You know, we talked about the the folks who belong up top that list and, and some of the names that we think should surprise us. But what were your initial takeaways when you saw the offerings for the Daytona 500 uh, and the odds wise? Yeah. So uh, like you said, I mean, I think some of these guys, Hamlin, Blaney, Chase, uh, definitely deserve to be in that top three slot. I thought the pricing was going to be, you know, plus a thousand. I thought maybe we'd see one or two guys in that number uh, at some books. You know, it's only plus eleven hundred and up. Uh, but I thought they nailed, you know, those top three guys. You know, those are those are pretty much when you go to bet them uh, at these type of tracks, whether it's Atlanta, Talladega or Daytona, I do include Atlanta by the way, uh, in super speedway. So I know some people don't, (laughs) but uh, it's the same package. It's the same kind of deal. So, uh, you know, I thought they nailed it on that. I didn't really find too many numbers. There were people, a lot of people talking about uh, like a Noah Gregson that was, uh, you know, 75 plus 7,500 when he opened. So, you know, for me, it's tough in January um, to even kind of place anything. Maybe if a free bet here and there, I'll put something on some outrights. But I like to look for the Daytona week, especially uh, kind of tackling the the you know the one fifties and then or tw- or one twenty fives, whatever they are. I remember them back. We're talking history, right? I remember the Gatorade one uh, fifties and uh, whatever they are now. I always skipped school on those races, uh, so that was always fun. But uh, I usually try to bet you know, that respectfully that week uh, going into each event and then I'll keep adding um, to my outright card. So uh, is there somebody that you guys have found still that kind of jumps off the board? It's like, can't believe that he's still priced at that number and it hasn't moved from a 500 perspective. I, I mean, Cody, I, I know you, you were talking about somebody you liked uh, on that show. So I'll let you take this first one. Yeah. Kyle Bush is my biggest one. I just 20 to one seems like really good value for, a guy that that's been a, a fairly decent super speedway racer in the past. He's not necessarily one of the top ones, but I I don't know why I've fallen in love with him so much for this season already. But you I'm have gonna, fallen in love. I'm going <laughs> to live and die on on the Kyle Busch Hill this year. So uh, he's he's kind of the main one. I mean, if you if you go down a little farther, uh, if you if you're looking kind of at the long shots, obviously I'm always going to throw out Corey LaJoy just because he's my favorite one to bet on, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, right now, I mean, stuff's kind of shifted around a little already, and there's not necessarily anything that's like screaming. You must go bet this right now. 
Um, even a guy like Jimmy Johnson's down to 30 to one now. And it's like, man, he is not even guaranteed to make the race. He hasn't been in the series for a couple of years. He's not driven this new car. Like I know it'd be fun from a, from a fan aspect, Rod, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> betting is, I don't know about that. I'm not well, you saying said, you, I'm you not said s- 30 to, Oh, go ahead, Rod. Oh no, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, you said 30 to one. The two guys that I, I like in that same number is Eric Jones, 30 to one Stenhouse. And then you have priest at 33 to one priest coming back in the, the series this year for the first time in a little while. If you look at his super speedway statistics, you'd be very surprised to see his top fives and his top 10 numbers. Uh, so he's a guy that's definitely going to probably surprise a lot of people. You said priest at what priest at 33 plus uh, 3,300. I don't know what it is at right now. Because it's but, yep. it's uh plus 66 other places okay there you go oh, you're gonna get twice the value if you uh i like that around i like that <laughs> 66 to one is a better price i'll take yep. that there you go <laughs> yeah and we, we talked about priest a little bit too as far as kind of surprising some folks especially on a super speedway look cody i'm not saying that my jimmy johnson ornament was not hanging from my tree this year because uh it, it was uh but even still uh, i i these prices are going to, and just like Cody alluded to, they've already shifted. And I mean, you go back to our Daytona episode and listen through it and, and go through some of those prices. These lines are already dropping. So if you if you liked the value of somebody, I'm, I really hope you grabbed it back when we gave you uh, the opportunity to do so because you are not going to find, especially as we get closer now to February. Um, once February starts happening, these lines are going to considerably uh, tighten up a little bit and the, the value that you were going to have down the line. I don't know that much is going to change up top, right? I mean, you're, they're not going to, no one's going to drop below, I think, uh, the, the highest total right now. Who is now, because I haven't had a chance to, to look, who is the, the shortest odds? Um, what is that at? Is it plus, is it over a thousand? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm seeing 11 to 1. Or yeah, ten Hamlin. to one for ten to one for Hamlin, eleven to one for Logano. Okay, I don't the see top. them dropping underneath a thousand. Mm-mm. Probably not. No. No. If 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 history is any factor as far as what we've seen on these super speedways last month, but Derek, my question to you is not necessarily should you jump on value now, uh, because obviously we know that it's it's kind of a crapshoot. But like, when would be the best time? And and in your experience in betting and and your experience with betters. When is the best time to start jumping on these Daytona 500 lines? Uh, because obviously, earlier is not always better in this instance, yeah? Yeah, it's not always better, especially with going into the second year now with this new car. I think last year's car change and that being the next gen of 2022 was even more difficult from a betting perspective, but also from NASCAR's perspective than it was back in 08 when they did the dual next gen car of it was a next gen car and then it was the regular car or 07. So, uh, you know, last year was just very difficult to kind of get a grasp. Now that we have that one thing that I'm, I'm doing and I'm going to be putting out on the podcast is looking at some of the internal personnel. So we saw last year, RFK, they got a lot of, personnel from various teams that we're going to help with different packages. So for me, I'm trying to go through and look at the crew chief spotters, uh, head engineers, those, those kind of players as we get ready for this new season to kind of see who's going with who and what drivers, you know, even some of those changes. So I even think, I know the clash is coming up, but I, I tend to wait to probably about a week before to really kind of get an idea. Um, but you're going to find out a lot of speed, like who has speed, um, you know, kind of early on, I still think the Fords are going to be probably the best as far as speed at uh, the play tracks. This is why you listen to Derek. Uh, hands down, this is why you listen to Derek. This guy goes so deep for you guys. It's so incredible. I love it. Um, but so, and then now we don't talk a lot about betting strategy and, and maybe we'll get to that in just a second uh, because obviously uh, Cody and I are, are basically a I don't want to say a pick show, but we also give you our philosophy on it, but not necessarily a strategy because, you know, betters are are, uh, superstitious people anyways, as it were, and everybody's got their own sort of strategy. But this is season two, and I feel like we're going to be digging in uh, uh, and and getting a different audience as far as people who may have never ever bet on NASCAR before, but maybe we'll pick your brain in a second about betting philosophy. But Cody when we look at, at the Daytona 500 and um, even the clash, let's let's talk about the clash because that's kind of when we, we've sort of ignored up until now. When odds start coming out for the clash and the betting strategy for the, the clash itself, um, last season we kind of hit on on 
how to do it, but we had no clue because we'd never seen this car on the type of track that it was. Um, you know, are we looking at those statistics from last year or what are we, what are we doing as we get closer to the clash? Yeah, I think when, when I really start looking into that, which I haven't done much yet, uh, you look at the clash last year a little bit, but I, I'm not going to weigh that too heavily. It was the very first race in this new car. Everybody was still kind of figuring things out, trying to figure out what's going on, get a handle for stuff. So I'm going to look and see, you know, how they ran, where they finished, maybe. I mean, like Tyler Reddick was super impressive until he had his issues. Uh, Justin Haley was up there hanging in with these guys. So depending on where a guy like Haley, his odds might be kind of longer shot because he's not necessarily always up there. Might be worth a look, but it's going to be looking at the shorter, flatter tracks. Now, there's nothing else that's that short, of course, a quarter mile. Um, so it, there's not necessarily a direct correlation, but... I'm going to look at the shorter, flatter tracks and see who performed well there. Christopher Bell is kind of one guy that jumps to mind right away. We always talk about Eric Amarola when it comes to those shorter, flatter tracks. Um, so that's going to be how I dig into what what everybody's kind of collective, you know, put it all into a, a basket and see who did the best consistently at the shorter, flatter ones. Derek, what about you? Yeah, I think Cody nailed it with the short flat track uh, and kind of looking at some of that stuff. Um, you know, there's Christopher Bell, Almirol. I think those are uh, names that kind of go to the top for a lot of people. Uh, I know we mentioned him and not to bring him up again, but Ryan Priest, short track specialist, does a lot with the modified series. You know, a guy like that that's going to be a little bit aggressive. Um, but, you know, Justin Haley last year, he was riding second, third, and then got dumped by Kyle Larson. So for me, you know, it's going to be interested to see kind of how those groupings come out. Obviously, the qualifying session and uh, it, it's it's really an exhibition race. So that is something that us as betters have to remember because it is an opportunity for these teams to test different uh, products and different, you know, uh, gear ratios, et cetera, when it comes to a normal race weekend where it's a little bit more predictable, you know, so we got to remember that they are testing things at these tracks, which sometimes I forget because I get a little too excited when I see those price tags of, wow, I could really <laughs> bet on this guy to get this number. And then I remember, Oh yeah, they're, uh, they're now seventh in the uh, fifth group. So yeah. It's like betting on a preseason game. It's, it's just yes. uh, you never know what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag of, of uh, results. I, look, for me, when I when I think about the clash, especially this year, it's just we obviously can't go into it saying we don't know anymore. I mean, there are things that we can say, well, we don't know because this is the second season and blah, 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 but we could be saying that forever. So what I'll probably end up looking at is, is just the chatter. A lot of what Derek had said about looking at what the team dynamics are and who's coming around, I, I want to I keep an eye on the news and see who is testing? Like, who is kind of, can you glean off of what you're seeing off of social media as far as, oh, well, this team doesn't look like it might actually be taking this seriously as far as trying to win. They're just out here trying to log laps to see what they've got in this new configuration. Because obviously, Derek, we talked about hoods, um, about the new hood configurations as you guys talked about on your show. And thanks for that uh, uh, research mm -hmm. that you guys did in that aspect of it. But, you know, again, a lot of these guys are just trying to see what they have under the hood and laps are laps. I mean, you can't right. recreate actual race laps. So um, maybe you're not worried about winning the, the clash as it were, but you're just trying to, to test your equipment. So um, mm -hmm. I, I obviously will talk more about it once the odds come out, but uh, just understand that like Cody always says for a super speedway race, like let's not bet the 401 K uh, on on these guys because uh, anything can and will happen and you'll find yourself a right. lot lighter in the pocketbook if you go too heavy well and the other thing with that you know these cars you know so i yeah i do a podcast the all things go podcast with brian murphy of stewart house racing and with that i get a lot of good information behind the scenes of what's going on and with the changing of the clip to make it a little bit more safer because that's a lot of the issues we saw last year they had to take all their chassis take them out and technique had to bring them back in so these teams are now back to where they were 2022 with limited backup cars they might have one backup car so that's another factor when we're talking about the testing and a few other elements just kind of being mindful of that is yeah these cars or these teams don't have the backup cars that they had in the past like last year brian was telling on the podcast that cole custer they took the clash car 
uh, out to uh, LA. Then they took that same car to Daytona. When would you have ever thought a short track and a Daytona car <laughs> took it to auto club? It raced at Bristol dirt and it raced in the all-star race, which is of a, a magnitude of like all these races kind of coming together, but it really shows, okay, this one specific car that NASCAR has given us fans and us betters, it can be universal. It can be for various series, but when you don't have backups, you're going to take less risk. So these teams are taking like one backup car per four teams. So uh, that kind of goes to what we were saying with that. That's like taking your family Camry out up into the mountains and then down into like the street and then, right? I mean, Cody's like laughing his ass off over there, but that's what it's like, yeah? Yeah, hey, we have a Camry. Maybe I'll try both those things. Uh. <laughs> just, but, uh, just put some different tire <laughs> configuration underneath it. No, yeah, a little plug too for your podcast. All things go. It's a new one out there. Go download it. It's great. You guys have had some amazing guests already uh postman one of my favorite voices all time from mrn radio you had him on i think that was last week's show last week yep. yep listen to that that was great uh obviously love listening to you and everything you do and then having brian as, as somebody that's inside of of the garage inside the shop that that knows the other side of it right mm -hmm. that's a huge insight so love listening to that podcast you guys are doing a killer job no surprise from you of course but uh yeah, definitely go check that out. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, thank you. It's a good opportunity. I mean, we love talking betting, but it's also we're also fans. Like our core is race fans, so it's always cool to kind of get that behind the scenes look, uh, and then kind of help various communities that are uh, in love with the sport. So that's kind of the goal with it. And we had Parker Kligerman on uh, a few weeks ago, and just to get his mindset for his upcoming season and and what he's going on. So I appreciate the plug, Cody. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a fun experience. So. NASCAR fans, I mean, again, if you're listening to this show and you are a fan of NASCAR, you need to be a fan of all things go because uh, we're already a fan of not just Derek, but ooh, look at that. He's got his oh, own swag. Wow. That's beautiful. That's a <laughs> nice little lit lid. action. Yeah, the wife got me a, a Christmas present. Uh, and so I, I wear this thing. I'm going to wear this thing out. That's for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and have everybody ask you, what's all things go? Exactly. Yeah. Then I should have a QR code that it just directs. <laughs> just them scan, to it. So, scan yeah. Derek's head. Yeah. Marketing <laughs> yeah, exactly. genius, right there. Scan Derek's head. Yeah. Actually, if you if you tattoo it on your head, then it's even better. Yeah. You can just like, oh, can't you is. forget the hat? That's true. That's true. I, I could, you know, with no hair, you can. So yeah, you can make that work. Bald, by the way, so it'd be easy. I <laughs> bald by it. choice. Bald by choice, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right, so here's the thing. Let's, uh, Cody. Do you have any other like news? I, I I wanted to bring up one thing that I saw just before logging on here. Um, we because we talk about all three series on this show. Uh, love to see the truck series Twitter account oh, now say beautiful. Uh, NASCAR crafts uh, 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 craftsman truck yep. series, and they said notice anything different, and immediately it was like absolutely so yes. welcome back to craftsman to the truck series man that's a that's a beautiful site isn't it yes you love to see it i mean that's that's almost like if Winston not possible anymore because of the laws and stuff but if winston order come back to the cup series right it was always the craftsman truck series when it started for a long time that went away obviously it went to to gander and camping world and all this but craftsman has now re come back into the sport a lot um, and, and yeah, to be back as the title sponsor of the truck series, I love to see that as somebody who grew up, we, we went to all kinds of, of craftsman truck series races when I was a kid, um, and had a lot of fun with that. So again, back to the history of it and, and it all coming around in a big circle. Uh, I, I personally love to see that tweet earlier. Derek, you excited too? I'm excited. Yeah, no, I, I think having that. Uh, that kind of change it's going to bring a lot of kind of what you said earlier about how your your dad was a fan of when it was Winston Cup or your grandfather. They can easily depict what that logo looks like, and I think them coming back from the sport only is is a good thing. So excited to have a, a company and a brand that is ready to get behind one of the major series. So uh, it's very exciting. Hey, and I'll just be excited to not have to – well, listen, I, I love you Camping World, but Camping World Truck Series was always a mouthful. Craftsman Truck Series – that's easy. Rolls right off the tongue. That's easy. That's we're done. So I love it. Uh, all right, Cody. What what do you got for us? We'll hit a couple yeah, so of we your can stories. Dig into the news and notes. A couple things from this past week here. Uh, over over the new year, the Larsons had a, a new baby, a uh, new baby boy named Cooper. Welcomed him into the world. Seems like everything's good with Caitlin and with Cooper. 
um, and good there. And then Bubba Wallace uh, got married to his fiance Amanda, so that was really good to see that. Broke my um, daughter's heart, by the way, Cody. I I had to tell I had to tell her I was like, uh, hey, did you know that that Bubba got married? She goes, no. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry, babe. It happened. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, so great, great for those guys. Uh, you know, obviously again, back to the human element where we started the show, these guys are still human beings. They have lives, they have families. So, um, great to see, to see them getting in with that. Uh, something that kind of came out too, in the last couple of weeks, as we continue on the history journey throughout the show, um, new pavement at the rock. And you mentioned the rock Rockingham earlier as Matt Kenseth only win in 2003, um, what do you think the chances are of ever getting, I mean, North Wilkesboro, obviously coming back for the, the all-star race, you see anything in the future for Rockingham at all, uh, or, or maybe an opportunity for, for NASCAR to get there eventually as they use this money that they've gotten the state of North Carolina, got a ton of money from relief funds and whatever. And they've put them into these tracks to, to help revive these old NASCAR classic tracks. Yeah, I mean, I think it is uh, very possible with everything that they're doing. I mean, we're going back to North Wilkesboro this year for the first time with, uh, you know, a lot of the major touring series. I wish that Rockingham, and I get it, uh, why they had to repave. But, man, that just that uh, old school surface, that rough edge uh, track was always a lot of fun. But, you know, Atlanta right now in SMI, they're trying to put – they're trying to make the uh, Atlanta Super Speedway, if you will, into a – a multi-complex where there's uh you know casinos restaurants movie theaters etc they're kind of looking to do the same thing at the rock if they can do that uh or at least get back onto the map because now i think we're starting to see that pendulum switch you know back to 2001 where it was like we're going to expand into new markets mile and a half tracks uh, intermediate etc now that pendulum is starting to go back we're going to some of these short tracks they're doing that track in la so nascar uh, I know there's that heart in North Carolina. I would love to see them go back to Rockingham. That would be awesome. That would be a fantastic return as well. Because again, now, you know, a lot of the older fans too kind of went away in that 2003, sort of 2004 switch to the new philosophy on NASCAR. So you start bringing back some of those old, old school races. And now again, with North Wilsboro, that's, that's one of those ones that you're kind of grabbing back and saying, okay, look, sorry, are bad. We spent the last 20 years sort of, you know, trying to expand. And now we realize that we're, a, we're a big powerhouse. So let's come on back. You know what I want to see? I want to see him go back to the sand on Daytona. That's, now, that hey, would be something doing a street race this year, right? The beach could be next. <laughs> could you, could they do it though? Honestly, the race oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's 2023. They could do anything. <laughs> Whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think eventually we're going to be seeing, you know, Parker was talking about how we're going to be seeing like a, a hybrid system of like, whether it's, you know, whatever the hybrid engine series is. So I think, I think we could do anything. Let's, let's make a petition starting right now on the sports gambling podcast, NASCAR gambling show. Let's go back to Daytona to race in the sand. I'm all in for that. Let's you got three it. votes right here. That's it. Hey, all in favor, say aye. Really? Yeah. Hi. Uh, hi. There we go. Yeah. Okay, fine. We're going to uh, start. Yeah, it. I mean, you see the commercial, right? Where the ladies like got insurance for when it's four wheels and then she drives into the lake and it floats <laughs> on down. Right. We, I'm sure that that it looks good on the commercial. It could work in real life too. Right. Hey, I'm all for it, man. I, I want to see that happen. So, okay. Uh, we're going to yeah, know the happen. entertainment part of it. Like you were saying, Derek, too, that's becoming a huge thing. I mean, making these more of events and having other things around them and Kansas Speedway is a track I've gone to a lot because that's the only track that's anywhere close to me. Uh, but they've done a good job of that. I mean, there's a casino right off of turn two. Mm -hmm. You can literally watch races from the casino. Uh, you'll see drivers and crew members in the casino playing and, and stuff like that. And there's all kinds. I mean, there's a whole shopping center there. If you're taking your wife and your family, they've got a water park and a, the soccer stadium for the MLS team. I mean, everything is like right in that area where mm -hmm. it's not, it started as back in 2001 as just the racetrack, but they built up around it now where it's a whole entertainment district basically. And then obviously you're starting to see that become with Atlanta. Like you said, they're trying to do that. You look at going to places like Chicago and you're going to race on the street course. Where there's so much other stuff to do around there in Chicago. You can make a whole trip out of it. It's not just going to a race and then going home. Like you, there's so many other things to do around it. And I think that's 
something NASCAR is doing a really good job of embracing and, and something they need to. And, and I'm glad they are because it seems to be working, at least in the examples mm -hmm. we have. Yeah, we need to see more states become legalized, especially from a sports betting standpoint, because yeah. then that really offers yeah, up some of these venues more. to kind of expand some of what they're uh, doing. Like you said, Kansas and uh, the uh, Hollywood Casino right there and Barstool obviously made a large uh, investment as a sponsorship uh, for that race in the playoffs. So, um, you know, the more and more of these tracks kind of embrace that and take that on and the promoters and the track owners as well, that'll be beneficial for all of us. And we'll see NASCAR continue to rise. Well, and that's a testament to the popularity, the growing popularity of sports betting. I mean, it's it's ubiquitous now in that you see it on ESPN, you see it on all of the broadcasts. I mean, they're they're having the announcers now give their picks and and their parlays and everything like that. So, I mean, obviously, we know that that stems a lot from from just modern betting culture as it were but Derek I'm I'm with you and I know Cody's with you too because if he can the day he can stop going uh, across state to have to do it uh, but for me you know I I wanted California to wake up this year and unfortunately they did not uh, played themselves out of a damn uh, bill but even still I could only imagine what Sonoma would be like with um, you know casinos around it right I mean this is this is already an upscale event in an in a upscale society uh, plopped down in the middle of, of wine country. You put a casino on that track. I mean, this is like, it almost turns into Monte Carlo, honestly, the, the type of feel, right? Right. And I think, you know, I, I've said this time and time again, uh, what fantasy football was to the NFL, gambling will be to NASCAR, just because you have all these cars, you know, um, that are marketing tools. And then when you're able to get different you know, representatives at those tracks and marketing those brands, it really helps them booster not only what they're trying to do, but uh, the sport as well. So that would be, that would be really cool. That's, that's the hope one day. I hope I see uh, with the sport as this continues to grow because eventually all 50 States are going to be legalized one way or another. So that's I, I'll tell you which state's going to be the 50th <laughs> living in it, I'm pretty sure, but California. Uh, we'll get there eventually, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, we've talked about it before, but yeah, sports gambling is going to play a huge part in continuing to grow the sport of NASCAR. I mean, it's we've seen it in all sports. It's it's helped grow even football even more than it had before. Like, and, and yeah, so as it continues and NASCAR embraces it, I mean, they talk about the odds before races now on the pre-race show. I mean, and so we're getting closer and closer. We're getting better odds. We're getting stuff earlier. We've talked about that. Obviously, we've had some things to go to already talk about this off season. Uh, we need we need a little bit more, but we'll get there eventually. Um, so yeah, it's 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 all playing a big part. Can you imagine if Mike Joy during a Daytona 500 broadcast would be like, "Well, I'm putting a little bit money down here on uh, Denny Hamlin. Uh, he's at plus 1100. You know, here's a parlay card. You know, those kind of things. Hey, hey win bet. Let's get a sponsorship in there, right? There you, you get go. The, the Mike Joy live bet. Uh, and you know, it happens, you know, a quarter of the way through the race, three quarters of the way through the race, whatever it is, uh, man, that's, that'd be perfect. Let's go to Mike joy with our lap 100 live betting opportunity here <laughs> presented by WinBet. Yeah, man, that would be amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I like this. <laughs> the Larry McReynolds, uh, parlay booster for you. <laughs> the Clint like Boyer, uh, or when Clint Boyer's money and then bet it on, uh, on the live bet. Uh, I love it. Um, all right. Listen, let's let's wrap things up. Uh, I, I don't want to wrap it, wrap it up, but I want to bring up one more thing because I wanted to talk to Derek. I, there's a lot of folks that have listened to us all season long, and they've bet with us, and that's fine. But we're I, I, season two. We're definitely attracting a new audience here, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about NASCAR betting strategy because this is a perfect time in the off season to start talking about ways to to, to bet this sport. I mean, obviously, every week we give you what we think is going to happen, and we tell you why we think it's going to happen, but obviously we've left that betting aspect of it up to you. But if you're new to betting NASCAR, or last season you were just having fun tailing some of our bets, but this year you want to kind of get down into it, I want to pick Derek's brain, because Derek's talked to some millions of voices as far as NASCAR betting is concerned. I mean, Cody and I are but just two of the yahoos that have been on a show, but he's had some serious folks on there. As you talked to these folks, Derek, and, and, and pick their brain about betting strategy, I don't want to say what's one 
betting strategy of NASCAR, but what do you find to be one of the more, if somebody came up to you and said, Derek, I'm new to betting NASCAR, how do I get started? What is the one thing you tell them to get them started? Yeah, so the one thing I would tell them would be, uh, look at the track. Look at the history of the track. You don't have to go back the entire uh, history of the series, but make sure you know at least the last 10 uh, reference points of racing, NASCAR racing at that event, because that will kind of really tell you who's been good or what team's been good. It's a good starting point because every track is different. I mean, Richmond's different than Martinsville, but they're both labeled as short tracks. You know, if you're looking at the NFL, you're going to look at two teams, but you're going to look at the defense and the offense. Well, it's the same thing in NASCAR. Look at the track, look at the track history, uh, and then the team history as well. And how have they performed? If Martins, if we were going to Martinsville, somebody's going to see, well, Hendrick has won X amount of races. And why is that? Well, then you're going to be kind of leaning towards going in that way. So definitely track history, in my opinion, is where I even start. Uh, but that's where I would recommend anybody start. And then from there, like, I know that a lot of people have asked us over the course of our, our podcast, too, about, like, unit management and why we don't talk about unit management and why we don't really give out how many units we're betting. But when you, when you think about units and when you think about unit management, I mean, just overall on NASCAR, like, what's the best, what's the best way to explain to somebody what, what that means in this sport? Yeah, so that's a good question. And I would say that, you know, again, each track is different. I mean, unit, ma unit management at a super speedway is going to be vastly different at, than like a short track uh, or even an intermediate, something that's a little bit more uh, predictable. But uh, and like you said, you know, Cody says it sometimes about, hey, I'm going to put my 401k on this X driver or this team. Uh, unit management, again, some of these tracks are very unpredictable. So you got to kind of go back and look at the history just because we're going to Sonoma for a road course and we're going to go to uh, Indy for a road course. Those are vastly different places. We all know that Indy's road course turn one is almost so unpredictable. It's even difficult for somebody to justify betting on it because of, you know, guys are going five, six wide and, and playing bumper cars with each other. Yes, Whereas I know. Sonoma, Jason, I got dumped yeah. in that turn and I lost yeah. my bet. Thanks for rubbing nope, it in, not, Derek. Not trying to bring that up, Cody. It wasn't bringing that up specifically. I lost a few <laughs> bets as well, but I can't get into it right now. Uh, my therapist says just let it all go. Uh, so when you go to like a place like Sonoma, it's going to be a lot more two wide racing, you know, single file. So uh, you know, unit allocation each week is, especially in NASCAR, is so important uh, because each race is its own event. There's 36 events, but each race is literally its own unique event throughout the season. So it's a lot more difficult than uh, most of the other ball stick and ball sports. And, and that's why it's so difficult to tell you, hey, I'm going to put uh, a half a unit on this or, you know, even three quarters of a unit on this because, again, it's just, and plus your tolerance threshold too because Cody and I, we, we give out a lot of long shots, you know, and we give out folks that we, have have justified the fact that we think that this could hit as a bet, you know, whether it's an outright winner, whether it's a, a top 10, a top five, right? But obviously we also know that inherent, more inherent in, in the uh, sport of NASCAR than football, than baseball, than basketball is the possibility for that person to not even finish, you know? I mean, obviously that possibility is there in football uh, for Stefan Diggs to tweak an ankle and not be in for the rest of the game, right? But, it's not necessarily as much as somebody getting into the back bumper of, say, a Ross Chastain, and your day's over, right? I mean, before that, Stefan Diggs could have caught enough to get you 10 or 11 or 12 fantasy points, but that's fine, right? Chastain, he gets hit. It doesn't matter what he did. Those first 150 laps, you're done, you know? As a better, that's it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of why we tell you that we don't give out the play as far as how much to put on it because <laughs> that's on you guys. It's always been on you guys, right, Cody? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right, Cody, was there anything else that you wanted to get off your chest? Uh, I mean, man, we could just probably take a couple hours and let Derek plug all the stuff that he does. Uh, oh, we're going to do that. <laughs> Don't worry. He's about all that. over the place. So no, I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of all the biggest news right now. There's some, some minor news and notes we can still touch on as we continue to go but yeah it's uh man i'm just waiting for more odds so we can get talking like we talked about 33 days until the clash of the coliseum that's a month basically that's nothing so 
it's almost here guys we're almost there this offseason seemed like it's taken forever and gone somewhat quickly at the same time so uh i'm excited Derek, was there anything else you wanted to bring up, man? I mean, I told you we're going to be here not and talk NASCAR. Was there anything we we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Well, I just wanted to touch on two of my favorite win total bets. Uh, <laughs> I'm really go. getting into some of these uh, futures this year, especially from a win total perspective. It's Christopher Bell over one and a half uh, at minus 139 and Tyler Reddick over, minus, over one and a half wins at minus 143. Now, Cody and I might have some conversations here uh, <laughs> regarding one specific driver, but I'll start with Bell. So Bell obviously had a number of wins last year, three to be exact. I, you know, this number for him, he's a guy that's continuing to climb the ranks. He's feeling extremely comfortable in this car. I think driver adaptability is more important now in this car than it was in previous generations. So uh, Bell, you know, kind of you can go to so many races and say he could win that race. So I like Bell there. Reddick, kind of the same thing. I know he's going to a new team, but Toyota was extremely fast. They didn't always get to the uh, winning circle, if you will, but they did sweep at uh, Kansas. Reddick has, you know, he was out front so many times last year, and he talked about it where he knew uh, the kind of the gray area he could get with that right rear tire. So I think he's going to have a number, a decent amount of speed this this year, at least get to that two number that we need. Um, so those are my two favorite uh, over win totals this year. Well, I know Cody shares your sentiment on, on one of those drivers, but Cody, what are the words that Derek thinks he's going to have with you? I'm trying to remember exactly which one I picked under. I think it was, was it Bell? It was Bell. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, <laughs> he's one of the guys I'm I'm the most torn on. I I just I see that Gibbs organization taking somewhat of a step back ish yeah. because I think that Denny Hamlin's still going to be the top of his game. I just those Bell wins came in pressure pack situations toward the end. One of them was questionable on if he earned it. We're not going to talk about the cardboard, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it just I'm with you. I I don't know. He he I could see him doing it. I, I just. I don't know. He's he's a guy I'm not in on as much this year, I guess. I and I don't I don't know why as much. Well, here's what well, I'll say. I don't know if I said it on the show or not, but I mean, Christopher Bell two wins, it could happen. Like it, the the likelihood of it could happening, I think is is better than the likelihood of it not happening. So, I kind of feel you on that one, Derek. I mean, I may have totally contradicted myself of what I said on the show, but now that I now that I really sit there and think about it, you know, three wins last season, but even still, I think it's more likely he wins two than he doesn't, yeah? Yeah, I think, I mean, we can all say about that, uh, the Roval win uh, should not have been his by any means. So even with that, he's sitting at two. But, you know, when we talk about short track drivers, he's the guy. When we look at Richmond, he's the guy there. Rougher surface, short track. Uh, you go to a road course, won his first race there, now has multiple wins on a road course type event, like him there. I mean, he can kind of go anywhere. And taking that speed of the TRD teams, uh, especially Gibbs, I think he's going to be a driver that is uh, really kind of asserts himself. He's going to be the equivalent of a wide receiver uh, going into his third year where we know those are breakout uh, players. This is going to be one of those drivers this year that kind of has that breakout number. And at, at over one and a half, I'll take that because once he gets one, then you're just kind of just sitting back waiting for it. So I think he gets a couple uh, early in the season. So that's my pitch to you, Cody, as my friend to jump on the train with me. You, you, you've almost, you've almost convinced me. I, as I think about it more with the, the shorter tracks, the flat tracks where he did well, that, oh, that really kind of pushes me towards it. I just, I'm not 100% sold yet, but we got to, yeah, we, we got another 47 days before I have to for sure place that or not. <laughs> hey, hey, All right. hey, like hey Derek, how'd you do that? How'd you get Cody to to actually take your side? What the hell? Well, I've been his host well, for a, a year and the guy can't back <laughs> me up on anything. Jesus. Well, it's uh, it's a lot of talking, a lot of like, hey, I got to understand. I mean, I gave him yesterday. I don't know if you jumped on it, but I did give you at the Rose Bowl PSU jump on them when you did, if you did. Uh, but no, I have. think it, I think it makes. Oh, you didn't do it. Oh, I'm gonna, sorry. Gosh. All right, I told I'm you. Just, I'm I trying said, to figure out what a bowl game is still. Okay? But Cody, I was like, man. do it now, and then they went down and scored. So I think, I think. This is definitely it's a good argument. I'm on the other side where Cody's at with Kyle Bush. I'm on the opposite side. Uh, I think it takes somebody like that maybe a little bit longer, but uh, I didn't place any bets one way or number for him. The only other driver I want to uh, bring up that I do think finds victory lane, and it is Michael McDowell. So I, I'm sure he's at a. I don't have any books on him yet. He's probably at a you know 0.5 
yes or no win, right, uh, for the season. He's a guy that I'm going to be going in on uh, as a yes. Uh, I think he finds victory lane. He was too fast last year on the road courses, competitive at times. Uh, he was hovering inside the top 10. When you do that, eventually there's a time or two that it breaks for you. I think he finds victory lane. So hopefully we can look back on this and say Derek was right about one thing. Cash that bag, baby. I want uh, somebody give me Jimmy Johnson. On, he missed on Christopher Bell, but he hit on Michael McDowell. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> See, well, Michael... See, right? It's the back and forth. It's just, yeah, give a little bit, take a little bit. Well, I'm sure Michael McDowell's uh, half a win would be at more favorable odds than uh, than Bell's two wins anyways. So uh, somebody give me Jimmy Johnson half a win. I'll take that. I don't care. Even with those five starts, six starts. Hey, uh... nope. <laughs> only takes one. I'll take any action you want, Rod. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, might even, give you, show, might even give you a top five if you want. My Twitter DMs are about to explode with bookies yes. that are like, I'm going to give you Johnson half a win. <laughs> as much as I love Johnson, I'm probably not going to be putting a whole lot on him. Look, I don't care. You guys You guys don't have to do what I do. Bet responsibly, unlike me. <laughs> hey, what, what number do you think Johnson's going to be? Oh, that's Derek? right, Derek. What do you think? I've seen a take on, on that from you. Where do you win? Uh, for, uh, for a win? No, no, no. For, no, for what number he's going to drive. That's been a oh, point I, I of think that, contention. I out thought there. they, yeah, I, I saw somebody say that they're leaning towards. Now I'm a, I'm thinking that the number from a marketing standpoint should be 84. Yes, uh, that would be the ideal number. Now somebody said 49, and I instantly went back to the old days of Ken Schrader driving the Swan Swan's number 49 car. cards gross. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when they said the reasoning for it, seven times seven equals 49. Right. That makes a lot of sense when I think of the King and think of Jimmy Johnson. Yep. So I was like. That kind of makes sense there to too, where but it's 84 would be so ideal. And I think from a marketing perspective, anybody that was a Jimmy Johnson fan with the 48 cars, you're going to want to match up that die cast with an 84 yes. and be like, I got both. So Damn that right would just be my perspective. 84 is my vote. Anything else is ridiculous. Thank we you. We agree. Thank you. We totally agree on that one. I would love Thank nothing Thank you for reading more. your part of the script. The <laughs> I'm glad you I'll saw the show $5. notes. <laughs> I'm glad you got the show notes. I, I definitely, uh, mm -hmm. that, that worked out well for us. So, um, all right, Derek. Well, we know that you uh, have got to get on with your day. We would sit here and talk with you for another six hours if that were humanly possible. But uh, obviously we want to allow you to get back on with your day. We appreciate you spending any sort of time with us talking NASCAR, man. It's it's a long time coming to get you on with both of us on this show, and uh, we certainly appreciate having you. So now this is the point in the show where we will give you all the time in the world it takes for you to plug all of the wonderful and and just uh, in 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 what do you call it invaluable work that you do for the NASCAR betting community. Well, I appreciate that, Rod uh, and Cody both. So, yeah, you can best support me, anybody listening, uh, at Twitter, at Picks by Blaze on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the uh, uh, at the uh, All Things Go, uh, which you can find on Spotify and Twitter. And then I do the NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter Spaces, which will be Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Once the season gets kicked off, that's going to be transported over to a, um, a podcast form as well. So those two yes, platforms. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, that one's a, that one's a lot of fun. And I... And community is everything, and you guys preach this as well. Uh, you know, anybody that's maybe getting into the sport uh, for the first time or from a betting perspective, get connected with a group or get connected with a you know group that's doing a show. This is a perfect example here with the sports gambling podcast because you know that's what it's all about. Thirty six is thirty six weeks is so long. It's not like the NFL where it's eighteen and then playoffs. Thirty six is a long time, so definitely get connected with the community. But uh, those are the best places to find me. Uh, we've all things go wise. Again, we've had Parker Kligerman, Steve Post. Uh, we've had so many great people. Matt Weaver on. Uh, we cover various aspects of motorsports, not just NASCAR. So uh, looking forward to kind of unveiling uh, who else is coming on. But uh, all the support is appreciated. So thank you guys so much for having me on and, and asking me to be a part of this. Absolutely. All Things Go is the name of the show. It is about all things that go. Of course, it is motorsports centric. So uh, it will definitely get you into deeper markets and deeper degen status than you've ever been in your life. And just if you love things that go, that's the podcast for you. Uh, and of course, uh, do not miss that uh, Twitter Spaces show. And of course, uh, Derek just just broke the news that it's going to be on a podcast form for those of you who uh, unfortunately can't make it on those days. But I know that uh, it's always great information, especially with so many great spokes, uh, folks in the, well, spokes too, in the wheel that is the NASCAR betting community. So um, yeah, fantastic stuff. Derek, always a pleasure to have you on. 
Cody, buddy, tell everybody where they can find you if they don't already know, which they should if they're listening to this. Yes, yeah. Thanks again, Derek, for having you on. We appreciate it. Uh, nothing better to do in the off season but talk NASCAR to my best friends. So glad to have you both here. Uh, it's been a fun one. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Uh, had a ton of work for the Sports Gambling Podcast out lately. Bunch of NFL stuff. Got some IndyCar articles out there on futures. Some F1 stuff. Some NASCAR stuff as well. Uh, if you want to read more about how much I love Kyle Busch this year, go check those out. But uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. And follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. Cody's being too kind. The editor finally got off of his ass and started publishing all the stuff that he wrote for us. That's that's really what it's all about. Uh, that editor is yeah, me, saying, by the we'll way. Give you a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I was on my deathbed for a couple of those days, but still, whatever. Uh, yes, definitely check out Cody's stuff. It's all out there, man. And if you're a fan of indie, if you're a fan of F1, uh, certainly check out what his other stuff is as well. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I've got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is uh, in between media. NASCAR show is about to pop off here very, very shortly on there as well. So much going on, man. We are a month away from the clash, a couple months away. From, actually, still a month away, yeah, from the Daytona 500. Whatever, man. It's, it's getting here quickly, and we're all excited about it. So, uh, once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back later this week again with another show, as we always are. So, until next time, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride. It's the way of my